Hello, I'm Sandra Ape, and welcome to NFT Talent Talks, where we explore the people of Web3 and their impact on the future of technology. In this episode, we're thrilled to have Nastya Adamova, co-founder of woman-led Web3 agencies, WebShe and Babs Labs, join us. With over 10 years of experience in tech, Nastya has been fully focused on empowering companies and women within the Web3 space for the past two years. Join us as we delve into Nastya's journey in the Web3 space, her mission to empower women and include them, and her insights on the future of technology. So sit back, grab a banana, and let's get started. Hi, Nastya. How are you doing? Hi. Hello. Can you hear me well? Yes, we can hear you well. Great. Great start. <laughs> How are you doing today? Um, busy, um, kind of uh, in the middle of the conference here in Dubai. Um, uh, this week was very intense. Um, like there are a few big events like East Dubai and ABC and lots of smaller events here. So uh, I guess it was a very intense week in terms of connections, uh, very good uh, conversations and seemed to be that market is going up. <laughs> That is good. Uh, so when you're currently in Dubai, then are you always based in Dubai or just uh, visiting? Mm, uh, I moved here like pretty recently. It was like a busy region more and to understand like how active uh, the community here and which is seem to be this. Uh, uh, yeah, but uh, we will explore more and give you like proper feedback pretty soon. Good to know. Uh, yeah, for everyone that has been now uh, joining us uh, today, then uh, uh, this is NFT Talent uh, Talk, uh, where we are uh, discussing uh, together with our uh, speakers about different things happening within the web free uh, industry. And uh, today with us, uh, we have the founder of uh, Bob's Labs and uh, uh, WebShe Official. Or sorry, Pepsi, <laughs> and uh, we'll be having a uh, discussion with them uh, about what they do and uh, everything else uh, as they are joining us at uh, NFT Talent as a media partner. Yeah, thank you for inviting. Like, it's a big pleasure, and uh, actually, we are very thrilled and excited to see uh, NFT Talent pretty soon. Uh, I guess the region itself is very um, uh, active, but not really. Uh, well known uh, in the industry yet and I guess it will be a big uh, discovery for many of the who will attend and join um, this year to see the potential of uh, the market here and the uh, expertise of the local companies. Uh, I was recently discovered that uh, lots of companies uh, started setting up uh, in Estonia, in uh, uh, Lithuania for actually specifically for an web three space and uh, it was for me uh, like a big sign that uh, um, like we need to take more at the region itself and understand like is it like oh, what kind of capabilities we are still uh, untapped and not discovered yet. Yeah, it is uh, fascinating how uh, Estonia, which is the country where we have been. Uh, 
utilizing uh, private blockchains within the government to, for example, timestamp the health records since 2007. And where we <clears throat> have a lot of different uh, web free companies uh, that are internationally known as just web free companies, but are actually born from Estonia, uh, is still relatively uh, unknown, uh, especially after COVID, where uh, not too many people were traveling to this part of the world. On that, uh, on that note, then uh, let's actually start now with the official side uh, after uh, 10 seconds of pause. And then uh, uh, we'll be uh, going much deeper into who is Nastya, uh, what is uh, Vepshi, and what is uh, Bob's Labs, and uh, everything else around it. So let's just give five seconds of pause. Welcome, Nastya. Uh, it's great to have you joining us for the NFT Talent Talks today. Uh, to discuss more about uh, Bob's Labs and Vepshi. Uh, how are you? Good, good. Very prepared for our conversation. Very excited um, with what you want to start. Like, I, I can introduce myself so people will uh, kind of like learn about uh, Bob's Labs and Vepshi and what we are doing. How do how does it sound for you? Yeah, uh, exactly. I would uh, like to start with the question of... Uh, uh, who is uh, Nastya Adamova? Uh, so, uh, like, we started Babs Labs uh, probably a, a year ago with my partner, Katie Romero Finger. Um, as a, like, women-led, web-free PR and marketing agency, uh, because we thought that, like, there are still a lot of space here uh, and uh, uh, for the web-free companies, uh, we have seen so many great projects, so many technical teams, but very little on PR marketing. As um, uh, our bigger mission uh, is still, and uh, right now, is to help these companies to find their way, how to build the go-to-market, how to position their company, how to pick the company to media, to investors, uh, to their community, uh, and of course, how to get convert this community to their users, those who pay and who bring a revenue streams. So this is about Babs Labs. Uh, uh, like we are as a separate brand, or almost like it's more year and a half, I guess. And uh, uh, our background is uh, uh, like my, my background is actually in tech. Uh, and uh, I was working for uh, product uh, teams who were building uh, web two and web three applications, uh, and uh, my co-founder Katie is uh, in PR and communications for the last fifteen years in uh, enterprise side consulting, uh, and we have amazing team, uh, very solid people with uh, different background who are uh, in the industry at least like three four years for blockchain and in tech for fifteen years. Uh, that know the market, that understand how it works, and also have the basic understanding of uh, marketing side uh, of any product, which is crucial, uh, as I see right now, uh, for lots of companies who just started their journey and uh, probably, like, devaluate a little bit their... <laughs> uh, uh, devaluate the marketing as a, as a crucial part of any uh, uh, business uh, because lots of these 
uh, amazing technology is very hard to translate and to communicate to the uh, audience. And especially if you are start targeting not only the native community, but also that to community, which is really hard uh, to deep dive and understand the, all, the, all of this uh, specifics and very heavy like technical terms. Uh, so this, like, the initial idea of uh, Bob's was to translate this um, narrative and to give opportunity to spread the world and communicate the story to the bigger audience. So this is, like, how the Bob's was born. Uh, but we also have another uh, very big part, uh, how we call it, it's our heart and soul, our initiative, which called WebShe. Uh, and it was born uh, on a mission to bring uh, diversity and inclusivity into Web3 space. Uh, we studied that, like, today, it's still a pretty man-man world. Uh, and it's built by tech guys, not girls. And we need to change it. <laughs> And uh, that's why um, uh, WebShe was born on a, like, to, to uh, bring these diverse voices and uh, to give opportunity uh, for creativity uh, um, and uh, diverse voices to, to shape this market, to make it cool and uh, 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 very attractive for the mass market. So uh, I guess um, uh, to tell a little bit more about WebShe, uh, this initiative we started uh, actually during NFT NYC last year, uh, and uh, it was a big event that's um, not really big, not uh, uh, thousands of people, because the core idea of WebShe is always to be a side event to the larger crypto events, uh, which is what we are right now doing with NFT Tallinn. Uh, and our idea is to, to bring like good women-led projects projects from minorities like less people of color to bring creator chicks and sustainability projects. So how we call it like a three triangle. So it's diversity, sustainability and creator economy. Uh, the, these are the focus of WebShe initiative. And uh, um, the idea is that we need to take a look at these three sectors closer because uh, at the first point, they can be not really... Uh, attractive for the people who uh, want to earn money on a hype and like get cash out quickly but if you take a look at the longer perspective these are the sectors who will drive the next bull market um, and um, just like for understanding like few numbers uh, like if we take a look at the people who are crypto curious so-called crypto curious still not in crypto but wants to join uh, 53% are women. And uh, these women are those who are spending money for their families. And uh, if you take a uh, traditional retail market, 80% of family budget spent by women. <laughs> so take a look at this perspective from a um, uh, very simple user case. Your uh, wife or your daughter credit card backed by crypto and they can pay in supermarkets. That's all you need to drive the mass adoption. So uh, that's why WebShe was born uh, to get the word about these um, initiatives and maybe uh, to share uh, 
like and to also to support uh, uh, to learn about crypto to uh, learn how to join uh, this web3 very attractive but still uh, seem to be not really uh, transparent and easy to join world and um, of course like our bigger goal is to support uh, women-led projects, uh, minority-led projects, uh, creator economy projects who are uh, potentially can uh, achieve uh, our mission and vision uh, as a company. Sorry for very, very long answer. Sorry for this very, very long answer. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's a very, uh, very, very uh, uh, answer. And uh, thank you uh, for that. And in fact, when it comes to uh, Vefri and everything, all the... Very, very long answer. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's a very, uh, very, very good. Yeah, so uh, when, when it comes to all those uh, uh, businesses within the Vefri and... Uh, these days, uh, we can also see same happening with uh, uh, t Twitter. Then uh, their products are sometimes buggy, and when it comes to marketing, then they don't really know uh, too much about it uh, either. While there aren't too many tools out there to really uh, make it all work, and from that side, I think uh, it's a very good uh, initiative from your side to launching Bob's Labs to uh, help the companies uh, fix their marketing and uh, PR side. And at the same time, when it comes to the uh, female uh, market, then uh, as a father of a daughter, I fully agree with you. Uh, we need to uh, push uh, the female founders and uh, help them uh, spread their stories more. Uh, not because they uh, are anyway lacking in, uh, in anything, but rather because uh, we're still living these times when... Uh, uh, it's just better for us to uh, push uh, everything. And, uh, and from NFT talent side, we are very happy to say that uh, uh, we also have this year much bigger uh, female uh, speakers uh, side. Uh, we have at least 25% of our speakers uh, being uh, women founders or uh, uh, other people uh, building uh, within the industry. And uh, we are looking forward to uh, everything that we are planning to do together with uh, you guys as well. Yeah, cool. I mean, uh, like, uh, I'm very happy that, um, like, uh, the event will be handled, like, in May. So it's a little bit coming to summer and uh, the business, like, going more and more active. Uh, I guess it's a good timing and, uh, um, like, we're all waiting for this. <laughs> And uh, when it comes to uh, now specifically going back to WebShe and uh, Babs Labs, then uh, can you perhaps uh, uh, explain a little bit uh, better the services that you are providing uh, to uh, companies through Babs Labs and uh, uh, who, which are the different uh, projects that you have had uh, experience working with uh, already? Uh, 
Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, like, um, I will start probably the, with the most uh, um, interesting part, how I call it uh, the PR side. Uh, why I call it interesting? Uh, because lots of people do not understand what real PR means. And of course, uh, when you don't educate and don't explain, it's really hard to um, show the uh, real ROI which you receive from it. Uh, we are working in PR for like 20 years in total. Uh, our PR lead, uh, which is based in London, is an amazing uh, person to help to build uh, personal brands for a lot of celebrities, sportsmen, like uh, tech companies, venture funds. So, And uh, what we learned that crypto market is, of course, different. Uh, everyone is saying about community and how important it is. Uh, and, but we still uh, use uh, media. Like uh, we always go and check what is new on Coin Telegraph or what is new in Coin Desk. Like, uh, uh, because we still relate to the traditional media side. Um, but uh, the crypto media is pretty spoiled, how I say it. And it's, um, I guess, uh, the challenging for lots of companies to get coverage because uh, everything is pay to play uh, and uh, and uh, actually leads of startups to get coverage and to get exposure in media um, what we do as a PR agency uh, we help them to uh, like find a good angle for the media and to pitch this story to the uh, editors and uh, um, like journalists who are writing articles about the market and the trends on the market. Uh, and if the story is relevant to those of their trends or interests, they will interest it to an article about this organically and place it organically. Uh, the part which like most of the people do not understand <laughs> and it's a big um, difference from where you get the coverage in uh, PR Newswire which is looks like a CRM system <laughs> if we talk about technical <laughs> terms and you just send it to lots of media and they place it but if you google it there is no um, result because it's uh, not uh, on the first or second or even why um, like I guess all of these crypto companies are so complicated to understand that they are kind of like do not understand what PR means and that's why they uh, do not use this as a service and actually lose the opportunity to get a very good exposure. Uh, as a PR company, we help uh, a lot of uh, startups and uh, we work like with big companies like BNB Chain and uh, the Central Games. We work with smaller companies which just start their journey as a startup and they have zero coverage before and we get like a very good place uh, placement for them uh, in like uh, big tier one, tier two media, which is from Bloomberg and Reuters, uh, like uh, VentureBeats and TechRound. Uh, like this is, um, I guess, uh, the, the most, um, not interesting, but not more traditional way how to do it. 
and uh, it takes a lot of, and a lot of commitment from the PR uh, uh, agency to get the story, to shape the story and to editors. But usually it gets very good traction. Um, uh, lots of our clients are happy with the uh, result they get and uh, um, mainly it's because uh, when they place the article in a very reliable media, you get not only exposure and kind of like clicks to your website, but uh, investors are taking you more seriously because uh, they can Google you and they see that there is a founder of the company who was placed in Forbes or um, like in Bloomberg. So it's kind of gives a brand awareness, which is hard to um, estimate in uh, um, some kind of uh, uh, like numbers, but it's the, uh, like something un like uh, very important, especially when you want to uh, get your brand out, when you want to build trust and you want to build a relationship. So I guess this is a very big part which where we specialize, but of course not the only one. Um, uh, another services that we provide and help is actually go-to-market strategy, um, uh, marketing, social media marketing, QL promotion. So basically from A to Z uh, to help companies to get exposure. Um, but um, my comment here will be probably we spend a lot of time on building the strategy and we believe that this is approach which needs to be taken to consideration for all of the uh, web three companies because sometimes they skip this um, skip this um, uh, step and then they have a problems uh, I will explain um, mainly it's because these companies who do not study their market, do not understand who are their clients, and do not communicate their story in a proper way to this audience. Uh, this part is very crucial if you build something long-term. Because if we take a look at the market like a few years ago, and we say, oh, yeah, like you can pay and to do shilling, and like if like, I don't know, 5,000 people in your Telegram channel or Discord channel, and like, Conversion is 3%, but they will buy something, your NFTs or your tokens or whatever. So it was kind of like very good numbers because people were very excited with the like, uh, investment opportunity that bull market gives. But when you come back uh, to our bull, uh, beer market, you understand that this is not working. People do not trust and are not stupid. They already learned uh, from the past very bad experience and they do not want to uh, repeat this experience. So now they are trying to understand more who is behind the project, why this project is so like different from others, kind of value or utility, how we call it, the um, community received from uh, being a part of this community. And this, those are very important questions that you need to strategize uh, in other case, your community will not understand who you are and why they need to belong to your community. Uh, so uh, a bigger part of uh, this is also, of course, like uh, building a proper business model, which is should be on the side of the project and on the uh, side of the owners and founders. But sometimes we see as a big 
uh, allows understanding how market works because lots of the projects are uh, founded and managed by uh, engineers, people, very tech-savvy people, but very far from marketing and from business side. And that's why we kind of discussing right now within our team to launch a service which will be called as uh, CMO as a service. And um, it will mean that we, um, as an agency, will find a proper specialist in your uh, specific vertical uh, and your niche to um, uh, help you to build this only study market and uh, help you to uh, marketing uh, like mix uh, uh, like to your business plan, but also to go deeper and understand how your product what can, uh, can serve uh, and uh, uh, satisfy the needs of your customers. So this part is like kind of more deeper integration into the team. That's why we say that uh, lots of companies supposed to have it internally. They're supposed to hire like very high level CMO, which will be uh, on, uh, like daily working on their project and finding the uh, very proposition for them. But lots of startups are not have do not have the budget to hire this type of like specialists. If you take a look at the salaries people charge for the marketing position, like if you want to have a pretty senior person who has experience in your marketing niche and also in Web3, uh, so like it, it's really challenging to find these people and very challenging to actually hire them, even if you have budget. But if you even don't have the budget, so it's kind of like uh, leaving the startups and like early stage startups with no opportunity to, um, uh, and the only thing that they can get is like a very junior person who actually maybe can do something, but will not have understanding of the business infrastructure and uh, will not be able to provide the uh, support that company needs. Uh, so that's why we are uh, thinking about making uh, a specific allocation of hours of very high level CMO uh, which have in our team and which is uh, partners and more brand ambassador than like uh, team members. But uh, well, like, because we believe that this is the better approach uh, for companies to get uh, very high level service with their reasonable money, which is like very important to the beer market. <laughs> and of course, uh, to give the strategy and guidance due to rolling and some of the services you can actually do afterwards internally, which will help you to uh, cut the cost, but still like have a very clear vision where you are moving and what are you doing. Uh, so I guess this is like briefly uh, about everything, what we do. And, and like um, also we do a lot of uh, other stuff. We have like uh, uh, brand uh, uh, branding team, like an uh, amazing design team who are capable to do uh, like video production, 3D uh, uh, illustrations, uh, animations. Uh, we do a lot of um, like work on a like brand identity and uh, brand guidance. Uh, which is also very important uh, for the uh, 
battery space because right now people want to have sexy product. They don't want to have boring product. They want to have some emotions. And this is very important to get this uh, first interest of the client. And I can't not to mention the other thing that is like super important for battery and which is, I guess, one of the pain points of all of the products, not all, but most of the products who are, we are building in, um, how to call, like in a very first um, wave of Web3 is UX design. So I guess a user experience is something that um, uh, right now is a crucial for any project uh, because uh, we, we see how many like steps you need to do to <laughs> download and to start using MetaMask. And like these 10 steps is not what uh, will bring mass adoption to the crypto industry. So we need to find a way how to simplify this um, user journey and how to uh, make uh, the technology seamless and easy to use for everyone like including my mom, you know? So if my mom will be using it, it will have the potential. But uh, what we see right now, there are a lot of talks about UX design, but still when you need to do something, you are like manually adding chain, you are manually checking in the internet how to do it like a few times. So this is a very, very big pain point. Uh, and so uh, what is... Uh, uh, like our recommendation and our vision, we always say that uh, when you start building any product right now, you need to really save money and time on building a good UX. Without it, like your product will be still in the niche of uh, tech savvy people and developers and engineers. If you want to go further and if you want to explore the real market, you need to put a lot of efforts in UX design to get your tech at the level that people already used to in Web2. And if it happens, like this has a potential. Uh, so yeah, and of course our team also can help with this. I mean, uh, we have very experienced UX designers like for web, for mobile. Um, um, I can talk about it forever, <laughs> so you should just stop me <laughs> because uh, I don't want to uh, have uh, to bore all of the people and uh, uh, want to kind of like understand uh, which questions maybe the audience has to me so I can be more specific. And thank you so much for, of course, giving me the opportunity to speak. Yeah, <laughs> uh, thank you for this uh good uh, overview of everything that you're doing with uh, Vabs Labs and, uh, and also a little bit of uh, background uh, information to people about how press and uh, marketing uh, actually work. In fact, uh, before uh, Web3, uh, I, during Is COVID years, uh, oh. took over my wife's uh, marketing agency and uh, for a brief moment I was uh, running also a, a CMO as a service uh, business. So when it comes to numbers, I know that uh, at least in uh, this part of the world, in Europe, uh, the average uh, CMO expense that a company uh, should be expecting if they are hiring someone in is like uh, 100 to 150,000 per year. Whereas if you are able to use uh, a service uh, like what you're building out, uh, then it can lower 
that the cost for startups to like 25 to 50k a year, depending on, of course, what uh, types of uh, uh, services they need and how much help, uh, as well as, of course, what are their budgets that uh, they're able to do. Because when it comes to marketing, there's a lot of places to uh, put uh, money in. And uh, and on, then on the other side, uh, from press side, uh, one thing that I recently learned, uh, because previously I've been always uh, looking for earned uh, press, where you don't really uh, pay anything, but you rather just uh, pitch the stories and hope that someone covers them. But especially in the current market where everyone's struggling, then uh, more or less there is uh, uh, no earned opportunities unless you have been getting uh, coverage from uh, bigger uh, media partners beforehand. And then uh, when it comes to uh, trying to get uh, articles uh, on for whether it's web-free native things such as Bitcoin.com or whether it is for uh, different uh, US and EU uh, platforms, uh, like you mentioned, Bloomberg, uh, Forbes, uh, Nasdaq, Yahoo Finance, etc., then uh, in most cases they expect uh, some some payment, which is uh, uh, something that especially new uh, projects uh, don't really uh, understand uh, or don't want to understand, especially when they are uh, down in uh, in budgets. And perhaps uh, that's a good question uh, here to you. Before we go uh, into Vefshi a little bit more, uh, when it comes to specifically uh, marketing and PR, then uh, in times like these where uh, the companies don't really have uh, budgets to do anything, but at the same time they realize that they need to do something, then uh, what would you suggest uh, being the minimum things that uh, companies should uh, do to uh, retain uh, the public brand awareness, as well as uh, the uh, that they would still be important around there, and uh, and what are the things that they should do, and maybe some things that uh, you see in your experience that uh, companies uh, used to do a lot uh, in the bull market, but maybe shouldn't do in the bear market. Yeah, it's a, it's a very good question. Thank you so much. Um, I guess uh, my answer will be. Uh, not so uh, straightforward because there is no way uh, that one strategy will fit every <laughs> single company at the, every single stage. So uh, I will probably say that um, there is no unique formula uh, and there is no unique formula not only for different businesses, but it's also not no unique formula for um, like to be successful in marketing. Uh, because right now, what we see, the marketing strategy is changing so fast. Uh, the things that have been working like uh, like a year ago are not uh, working right now. Things are, uh, you need to co- constantly learn and try. And uh, uh, what we do with uh, our clients, uh, uh, we are trying to understand, first of all, uh, based on like which stage they are, what their goals right now are they are building product are they fundraising are they ready to launch and from this perspective we recommend a specific tool box uh, of like marketing uh, which will uh, suit them uh, better uh, but this toolbox is very different depends on um, uh, depends on, on, on the product uh, for some 
of the pro like some of the businesses is very important to build a community because it's uh for example like creator economy uh, tool or uh tool which targets mass uh, b2c b2c market but for some of them it's very important to build like strong b2b relationships to build integrations especially if you are building infrastructure so and the marketing strategy for both of them will be so different <laughs> on a bull market on a beer market it's just like there is no um and it's like what we saw um in the past that people thought that they just can copy past something that has been done so efficiently by someone else and this will work and it didn't and they were very frustrated with the results uh that's why um, that's why we actually <laughs> spending so much time on uh, understanding how, what are the best tools for you specifically and how to uh, use uh, the marketing budget available for your company in a, like the most efficient way another um, kind of like recommendation and maybe even not recommendation is uh, observation how i call it uh, so we know that the beer market is a time to build yeah um when you when i mean build it's not only build the technical side of the product but also build your community organically we do not believe like in uh shading and not organic growth as a marketing agency we always try to do it in organic way and it what uh, is important uh, for the early stage startups who are right now experience like the lack of budget hiring a strong uh, marketing team to help them uh is to take a look at the most mm, the resources they have internally and uh say okay we are strong in i don't know our, we have our network so like this is our kind of like a resource that we haven't used before so we need to go and to start building this relationship and maybe bring partnerships to the company and get get this exposure by announcing this partnership by building this relationship uh co-branding and like cross promotional campaigns or the company has another strong part which is like the tech side and uh their team is very experienced their team is very um um like top level uh, engineers okay give them opportunity to speak give them opportunity uh, to their team maybe you will be growing by uh thoughtful leadership of people who are build uh, who are builders in your company um yeah i mean this is the point like when you need to understand like on a beer market with a limited budget you need to take a look internally and understand where is your strong side and take and squeeze the maximum from what you have in your money um i guess this is will be my advice <laughs> quick banana break i'd like to take a moment to tell you about an event i'm organizing nft talent the biggest web free event in northern and eastern europe nft talent is your bridge to europe where the brightest minds in the industry come together to discuss and present the latest trends and developments in a nascent web-free world. The main event will be held from May 8th to 10th and will feature keynote speakers, panel discussions, networking opportunities, 
VIP dinners and more. In addition, the community will host hackathons, side events and much more throughout the week starting May 5th. Tickets are available now. To learn more and secure your ticket, visit nfttalent.com. It's an event well worth your time. Yeah, uh, as you were explaining then, uh, uh, marketing uh, is always a curated uh, uh, experience. So, uh, and that is why you need uh, this uh, either an in-house CMO or a, a CMO as a service uh, uh, coming in uh, to, uh, to the projects, uh, even from the early days, because uh, if you just try to copy others, as you said, then... Uh, uh, things might not give you the same results, and and that's that's where I think that uh, uh, it doesn't really uh, make sense for us to keep too long on this particular side here. But it's uh, uh, it's now uh, our good overview for people that uh, want to get their services out there. That uh, what Babs Labs could be able to help with them, and uh, we are also very happy to uh, have you helping us with uh, some things during uh, NFT Telling. On the other side, uh, we're talking about uh, WebShe and uh, uh, everything that you've been uh, doing uh, there uh, uh, with the mission of uh, really uh, the inclusive uh, ecosystem. And, uh, and maybe on, on that side, I would uh, like to go a little bit uh, deeper again to uh, uh, figure out the, what do you actually do there and uh, how do... Uh, different uh, ecosystem players, uh, how can they uh, get involved with uh, everything that you're doing with uh, WebShe outside of the side events that you are uh, during uh, NFT NYC, during uh, NFT Tallinn and uh, other uh, events around the world? Uh, I think it's um, like a very straightforward mission. We want to empower uh, startups who has no ability um, to mention to get the voice out there to get probably like good connections uh, uh, because they're probably, like have no access to the VC world or have no budget for the like massive PR or they uh, probably just are need guidance and maybe someone who can help them with a strategic advisory uh, so WebShe was, um, and, and the, it, it is um, a kind of initiative that uh, targets uh, uh, those startups who are look, uh, who are uh, need some support, um, like and who, uh, how I see it right now is, especially in the beer market when everyone is looking are struggling even more. Uh, because of, for example, like lack of connections or lack of um, uh, being present at the proper like communities, proper um, events. So what we are trying to do is uh, like our our maybe like bigger mission to find those very talented people with like amazing ideas, uh, vet them. But uh, those builders and who, who are like have a very clear vision about their business model and give them opportunity to find this support, guidance, advisory, and maybe VC, VCs who are ready to invest. 
Uh, so I guess one of the missions why I'm here in Dubai uh, uh, to build these connections and uh, uh, like we, we have uh, a little bit different um, uh, like formats of Pepsi, uh, which one is like um, uh, focused on those who built and those who are trying to um, um, kind of uh, just start their journey in Web3, so at very early stage. And these builders' communities we are trying to uh, uh, tap into, um, we help with like uh, education, we help like uh, with with uh, maybe providing like uh, strategic support, workshops, maybe uh, like there are a few partners of us uh, in different uh, parts of the world who are running hacker houses, hackathons, and we can help to actually uh, with uh, education and like navigation them in the space. The other side is of the web sheet to build a circle of uh, VCs, which will be interesting in uh, getting better and very uh, good projects who are able to uh, like make money for them. And uh, to as a marketing agency behind, as a BAPS, we are also capable to provide the marketing uh, knowledge and experience we have been, uh, uh, we have gained from like years of working with startups to support not only with some uh, uh, services which all of these startups will need. So eventually, I hope. Uh, like uh, WebShe will be a kind of um, accelerator model <laughs> at some point uh, focused on diversity, creator economy, and sustainability. Yeah. And uh, I very, very much like the mission that you have uh, with Bepshi. And I think that uh, it's an incredible way of uh, kind of giving back uh, and as well as uh, finding uh, new projects that uh, need uh, the support as well as that uh, need the attention because they're building something uh, uh, cool. Uh, so from that side, uh, we are looking forward to uh, seeing uh, what you have in plan uh, for uh, NFT Tallinn uh, with Webshi in uh, less than two months' time. Uh, now that we have covered uh, everything uh, from uh, Babs Labs and Webshi side, is there still something else that you would like uh, us to uh, discuss? Uh, and if not, then we can always uh, uh, open the line for uh, some uh, questions as well. Yeah, I think like maybe there are any questions from the uh, listeners. Okay. Yeah, sure. I have a quick question. Oh, yeah, please. Um, you mentioned earlier on about some marketing tactics that don't work uh, these days that did work in the past. So to that point, I wonder what tactics you have seen work in the past, in the past year that don't work anymore. And if you had implemented some of those tactics in the past to your uh, detriment, if you don't mind sharing that. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks so much for um, 
all your all your info so far it's been super interesting <laughs> thank you for the question uh yeah i guess uh i was referring to the uh basic shilling which was very like very useful for the start uh like for the um ico boom of course in 17 and then the second uh probably like ended maybe in like a year and a half ago but where i see that sometimes it still works sometimes it brings like together with bots community uh but how loyal is this community how engaged is this community so we don't see um like uh, this is a useful tool right now um the other tool which we are also kind of um um used before uh maybe with like partnering with QLs uh and it was a big uh an easy way to get uh, uh users to your community uh, but right now you can see how that there are like no trust anymore uh for those people who are uh, QLs because they for money they promote every project that is coming to them they even don't vet them so um i guess uh, people already understood this people see like you can go to twitter uh, and find this uh, um like uh, find this qls which has like price lists on their like main page <laughs> so it's uh, just useless uh instead of it like we still believe that ql uh qls is a good tool to promote but this, this should be a very uh how to say i guess it should be a very um um specific and very uh, strong uh idea behind why this ql is good for your project and what value he can bring except like sharing in their in his or your community uh and uh, uh i guess what we do is that we try to do the collaborations with bigger brands not only web3 brands but web2 brands which we believe much more powerful at right, right now than the QLs uh, another option is to target like micro influencers which is hard to find and which is hard to manage because it's like a lot of manual work it's much more powerful and uh, the um like conversion rate is much higher uh and the third option is uh together with partnerships with micro influencers is to use the opportunity of uh creator economy and to try to engage the community in a way uh which uh will uh incentivize people to do the content for you to share the content for you because um this is like uh i guess like we have a client who is in um building a brand activation tool uh for web3 and uh uh it's like uh, a marketing solution which is uh based on a photography on chain and gives opportunities for brands to uh run like uh run competitions for those who are like to do photos like uh and brand as a um 
like I don't know whatever like their restaurant with like bakery yeah uh, they want to have like tons of these photos uh, of their like uh, masterpieces like croissants or um, like mar- mascarpones uh, whatever and they want to uh, users to create this content so that uh, we believe that this is much more powerful tool that going after QLs and trying to um, be one of 100 other projects that they are <laughs> like promoting. So using the power of creator economy. Um, yeah, um, I guess like these are three uh, potential like uh, uh, mecha- tools or mechanisms you can use to promote your project instead of shilling. Cool, cool. Thanks for that thorough answer. Thank you for the question, Dylan, and uh, even more for the answer, Nastya. Uh, is there any other questions uh, here uh, from uh, from anyone? Uh, if uh, if yes, then please request for a speaker role, and uh, you'll be able to ask something fun. Uh, while we wait for the next one to uh, come up, then uh, uh, on kind of the same uh, level uh, of uh, questions, uh, when it comes to PR specifically. Then, uh, in your experience, uh, Nastya, uh, does it uh, make sense uh, for companies to uh, pay for press releases, or uh, would it uh, be better uh, for them to rather uh, focus for editorial uh, pieces if they are uh, already paying for press in general? Um... Yeah, I guess, like, I can't say, like, 100%, like, press releases are useless. Sometimes it can bring you some, like, I guess it's more work of SEO than press releases, like, honestly. So it's like lean builder services, uh, which is very important, like, for uh, big players, like exchanges, you know, those who are managing um, a high um, volume of users. Uh, but for the startup who are starting and they need a good, uh, reliable resources to publish about them, I will not recommend to use any PR wire uh, because for, from my perspective, it's completely uh, useless and will not bring them any ROI. <laughs> um, we, we've been working with uh, a lot of companies who turned to us after trying to get the, sto- uh, the coverage through PR wire and completely like uh, uh, not, not satisfied yes with the results and they just do not know how to do it in another way. Um, and uh, I guess that's why we are trying to build the uh, story and trying to get it out organically because uh, like the organic content which is trending, which is like hard to get, hard to earn but this content like even if you have one link and its link will be with a good editor with a good uh, reliable media source, it will bring you much more uh, and maybe not in like immediate but in a like long term. We have done like um, a few very good like case studies where like we were building the profile of the founder and uh, uh, by uh, like position 
him as an expert on a specific topic, for example, metaverse. And then uh, after we have done our work well, uh, and we get like very good coverage, the media start turning to him and asking him, can you comment here? Can you answer like, what do you think about this topic? Can you do it fast? Because they knew that this is a person who already been published and who already have uh, capacity to help them to get the story out for their article. So this is like the uh, cumulative effect of a good PR, uh, which is uh, like agency should do. Thanks. Uh, and as it seems that there are no additional questions here now, then uh, is there any uh, last uh, comments or uh, other ideas that you would want to uh, say before we wrap it up uh, today and uh, look forward to seeing you in person in May? Um, from my side, I'm super thankful uh, for this conversation and to be invited here uh, to speak with you uh, today. And uh, I guess very important to say that uh, we're all looking for NFT talent. Uh, I'm sure it will be amazing. I'm sure it will get a very good contacts and uh, very good uh, business coming out of the event. Um, so um, let's uh, keep in touch and let's start the conversation even now. Like we have time to prepare. <laughs> thank you everyone uh, for joining us uh, here today. And especially thank you, uh, Nastya, for uh, having this discussion on marketing, uh, PR, and uh, everything that you're doing with uh, Vepshi. That's all for today's episode of NFT Talent Talk. I appreciate all of you for tuning in and I hope you'll time in for our next episode. Make sure to subscribe and rate this podcast if you found it valuable. It really helps us out. I encourage you all to visit nfttalent.com to learn more about the event and grab a ticket when you're ready. I promise you the experience in Estonia will be a worthwhile one. Bye-bye.